Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge, and this is a surprise episode. And the reason that we're doing this today is because we want to highlight some of our Coach's Edge free, free Zoom meetings that we have going on throughout the month of October. And our first free Coach's Edge Zoom meeting is tonight, October 10th at 8 p.m. We have another meeting for free at 8 p.m. on Tuesday, another one on Thursday, so on and so forth throughout the month of October. And the reason that we're showing you this podcast episode today is because it comes from a Coach's Edge meeting that we had recently. We just had Mike Cretans and Drew Lehman, assistant men's basketball coaches and strength coaches at Trine University. Now, if you're not familiar with Trine University, they were one of the top Division three colleges in the nation last season. They only lost one game, and it was to the top-ranked team in the country. And they're going to be, again, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country this year. And we got to hear what they're doing with their players as they dig into this preseason phase before the basketball season truly does get up and running. And so the audio that you're hearing here is from one of our Coach's Edge guest speakers, this is something that we have twice a month. We have guest speakers come in, such as Drew and Mike. We have online presentations. We have roundtable discussions. And so although you're not going to see uh, the screen shares and the PDFs that they, they put up, and this was about a 45-minute discussion that we had, and I want to show you about 20, just to give you an idea of how beneficial some of our Coach's Edge meetings are. And then sign up for some of our free Coach's Edge meetings that we have. Tonight, I'm sharing about winter youth basketball programming. If you are a varsity basketball coach and you wanna try to figure out a good program to put in place for your youth basketball level this winter, jump into our Coach's Edge meeting tonight. You can sign up in the description below. It's at kramerbasketball.com slash events, or just reach out to me, period. Contact at kramerbasketball.com at Coach's Edge one on Twitter. I'll send you the Zoom link. The same thing is true on October 12th, Anthony Troshek has an awesome presentation on shot selection. That's at 8 p.m. On October 14th, we're talking about establishing leadership with president of AEO leadership. He was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Mike Masucci. He consults with schools around the state of Michigan, and he's going to be one of our guest speakers for one of our Coaches Edge meetings. You can sign up for that one as well, and many more throughout the course of the coming month. In fact, Matt Neal, who was just on the Coaches Edge podcast, is doing an on-court breakdown of modern post play on October 19th. You want to make sure you sign up for that one because modern post play is a, a great way that we can learn to be more successful with our teams. So I won't say anything more. Let's get to the, this audio from Drew and Mike as they break down some of what they do with their both basketball program before the season kicks off. Yeah, so uh, for, our, for our plan uh, right now in the fall, you know, everything is basically geared towards getting us ready for the first day of practice. Um, we, we basically have one, one week, maybe like we might have nine practices before our first scrimmage, um, which is on, on uh, October 23rd. Um, so right now, everything we're doing strength and conditioning wise is to get those guys in shape um, in order to be ready for that first day of practice. 
So we ended up having basically seven weeks. Um, we took the first week of classes off. Um, and then so in week two, we started training our guys. So that gave us basically seven weeks to work with um, as far as our weight room stuff goes. Um, so when we started them, we, we kind of operated under the assumption that our guys in the summer weren't doing anything. And we know that that definitely wasn't the case um, for a lot of them. Um, quite a few of our guys actually really got after it in the summer and built a lot of strength. Um, but the guys that did that were not going to be hurt by us, you know, kind of operating under that assumption to start. So for, for weeks one through four, um, we, we kind of started off the, the first day with, with a little bit higher reps. Um, so our rep schemes are going to look like maybe four sets of 10 um, on a bench press. And then we're, we're throwing in a lot of core exercises. Um, to, to really kind of be really functional with everything we're doing in there and try to translate that to things that are going to be beneficial on the floor. Um, so those first, first two weeks in particular, we're really just trying to, to build up some more muscle stamina versus the, uh, the strength side of things and kind of get everybody back acclimated in, into the weight room um, with, with our routine and then, and then kind of work, work that into you know, what we just started this week, which was, you know, kind of some lower reps. Again, we're still trying to hammer the core exercises as much as possible. Um, but now we're kind of more focused on strength once we kind of get some of that muscle stamina back after, again, assuming that, you know, they've, they've taken some time off there in the summer. You know, any, yeah. Anything you want to so add to that? what I do when I try to put a plan together is I, I pick the date where you want your guys to be strongest as they could be um obviously for us right now that's gonna be the first day of practice um so i work backwards from there um so taking the seven weeks we had i broke it up into two different things we had four weeks and three weeks um like he said the first four weeks we did it so we get the rep, high rep ranges build some muscle get them endurance and stuff like that and then the, the last three weeks that we're going to be moving forward to is getting them high or low reps um, um to get them at the strength portion um as we get towards the the first day of practice and then as we get into season it's going to be trying to maintain that for as long as possible what are some of those exercises and rep ranges that you're working through those seven weeks so um i can i can share the screen um, yeah go ahead i made you a co-host so you should be able to that'd be perfect there we go so let me know if you have any trouble seeing this but this is kind of the layout for uh for our first week um, so we got day one, day two, and uh, day three, if you, scroll, if you scroll over here. But uh, on that first day, so we'll have bench um, with four sets of 12. So we, we set it up that you, that you can um, fill these in if you need to, um, especially with the, with the first couple exercises. You know, if you want to record, um, you know, what kind of strength gains and, and weight that you're, that you're able to do on the bench. Um, so for week one, we got four sets of 12. Um, this is labeled as A1 and A2, um, which notifies a, a superset. So as soon as you get done with the, the bench press, you're going right into a plank for 45 seconds. So for the, for the first superset, you go bench for a set of 12, a 45 second plank, and then the plank is only for three sets. So on that fourth set of bench, you don't have, you don't have to do a plank um, at the end of that set. Um, then going, going down, uh, B1 and B2, we have a straight bar military press for four sets of 12. Um, 
superset with an alternating incline dumbbell bench. Um, so basically with that one, you're, you're holding the two dumbbells up above your head the whole time and then doing one arm at a time to get to the eight reps on, on each side. Again, every, almost everything we incorporate here is, has got some kind of core engagement. You know, that, that's really important to us, especially this time of year as, as we're getting prepared for the season. And then uh, C1, 2, and 3 um, is a, a tri-set. So this one, we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, burning you out here a little bit, but we're throwing in. For us, um, day one is, is more of a push day. So kind of a chest, triceps, and, and shoulders, basically. Um, day two would be legs. And then day three is, a, is more of a pull day. So that, uh, that tri-set at the end is a plate front raise. Um, bent arm lateral raise to kind of hit those shoulders. And then we got dips um, to kind of hit the triceps uh, there, there at the end. So that, that's what day one's going to look like. And then if you look ahead in the week, um, we kind of start to lower the, the rep ranges there again too. So that first week we're going 12 reps, um, we, which is quite a few. Um, and then working our way down to 10, 8, 6 uh, by, by the time we get to the end of week, you know, that week four. So that first kind of cycle. Um, that we have kind of starts working our way into more of the strength side. And then when, once we get to weeks five through eight, which I'll click over here on this tab. So now we got our bench, we'll go five sets of five. And then week two is five sets of four and then five sets of three. And then by the time we, we hit that, that'll be on, on Monday and we'll have our first practice that upcoming Saturday. So, you know, by the, by the time we hit that practice day, we're really just um, focused on, on strength. And, and by that time, our guys should be pretty uh, conditioned as well from from open gyms and, and, and things like that. This is cool, Drew. So, yeah, you can uh, and I, I'd be happy to, to email you guys this if, if you're interested in these in these two. I can I can send them both out in, in PDF forms. Um, if that's something you're interested in doing with with your players. But, you know, again, every, everything that we try to do is, you know, applicable to being a good basketball player. You know, again, we're, we're both big on strength and conditioning. I think we both love being in the weight room and, and getting better that way. But these things are, are all geared towards that, of things that are going to be functional to translate to movements that you're going to do on a basketball court. What's a functional exercise that you guys maybe talked about that may be common or maybe there's multiple ones that, that are common out there, but you said, okay, this is functional, but – we, we still don't want to include it with our basketball guys based on, you know, is, is there too much risk for reward in certain exercises? Um, yeah, I, I think there, there's probably a lot of those. Um, you know, there, there's some things that are really great for, for strength training, um, things like that. I, I try to avoid as much as possible too many things that are directly over your head. Um, you know, with, with shoulder exercises, you know, we'll, we throw, we do throw a couple of those things in, um, but, but anything where you, you might get hurt, um, you'll see ours in the, in the preseason, we do all hex bar deadlifts um, as opposed to a, a straight deadlift um, just because you're in a little bit of a better position um, with your back. It kind of, it kind of sets you up a little bit better with the handles on the side versus out in front of your body. It's a little bit easier um, especially for taller guys. A lot of times they have a, a tougher time kind of bending down to, to pick up a barbell if they're trying to do a deadlift. Now it's, it's a tremendous exercise. And if you can do it properly with great form, you can get a lot out of it. But you know, that, that would be an example of something we try to avoid 
um, if we can. You know, the hex bar deadlift is not that much different. You're not losing out on a whole lot there, um, but it is much safer and, and puts you in, in an athletic position in order to make, you know, strength gains. You know, I mean, and there, there's some other really great things that, that you, you know, can make you a good athlete, like such as a, a power clean, you know, things like that. I think, you know, those can be really beneficial. But again, now you're talking about taking a lot of time to learn that exercise. First and foremost, you know, you might have to spend, you know, three or four weeks just doing it with the bar, you, you know, so you can get the form down and those kind of things. And, and that's, you know, not something that we want to spend the time doing, you know, we'd rather keep ours a, a little more simpler in the weight room and spend more time doing individual workouts on the floor, you know, working on shooting, th things like that. If we're going to really invest a lot of time, it's going to be basketball specific <clears throat> movements versus, okay, we're going to, you know, spend three hours here trying to learn how to do a lift. You know, it's just not really a, a productive use. We're still a great exercise, but you know, kind of not what we're after. Going off what he said with the, uh, the Olympic lifts is just, if you, we're not doing them here and I haven't done them multiple, I mean, the many places I've been, um, I, mean, I was at Mississippi State and we didn't use them there either. Um, but you should make sure you're putting things in that hit those triple extension that the power cleans and those things do. Um, we do box jumps, we do hex bar jumps, um, med ball jumps, those kind of things um, to supplement not doing the Olympic lifts is something to make sure that you guys have in your programs. Coaches, feel free to throw any questions in the chat box. How long do these workouts generally take? Um, that's a good question. Normally, we, we try to keep them pretty efficient um, with their time. So, you know, one, once they get used to it and really know what's going on, they've, you know, done each of the lifts for a couple of weeks, I would say it takes somewhere between uh, 35 and 45 minutes at, at the max. Um, sometimes it might take us up to about 55 because, again, one of the other things that we've implemented this year um, that we've been pretty strict with is at the end of all our lifts, um, we got every single one of our players a foam roller. So we spend about five to 10 minutes um, using the foam roller once, once we get done um, as, as kind of a cool down. We'll there stretch a little bit. And uh, coaches also put in um, some, some ankle cars, um, which, which stands for controlled articulated rotations. Um, and, and basically it's just an exercise that we do at the end for five minutes where you rotate your ankle um, as, as much as you can, you know, very slowly um, just to strengthen some of those ligaments um, and injury prevention, particularly, particularly with the ankle. Um, you know, it's, a, it's just such a huge, you know, risk factor with, with basketball, you know, you're coming down on your ankles all the time. So the, the more strength that we can build now um, with those, we figure the better off you're going to be. So after every single lift, we spend, you know, about 15 minutes doing some stretching, foam rolling, and then, and then working on those ankles um, as well. So the injury prevention stuff is, is huge for us. And we'll focus on a lot of that stuff during the season too, if we do spend time in the weight room. And the best ability is availability. How do, how do you keep those ankle, like are there specific movements that you're doing with the ankles? Um, like I'm thinking when we were in college, we had, we had uh, resistance bands and we'd always go through like this series of yep. ankle mobility stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll use the band some. Um, you know, we have, we have our own trainer 
Um, his name's Kyle Wansettler, and he does a tremendous job. So we basically, um, you know, with the low top shoes being huge, Co- Coach Miller, our, our head coach, is, is not real big on, on the low tops. Um, but also we don't want to fight the battles with them too much if they're more comfortable. But we do make them wear ankle braces or get their ankles taped if they are going to wear low tops. And uh, Kyle makes the guys use the bands and, and go through a series that he has um, with the resistance bands. Um, what we do with it is basically you have you kind of your heel on the floor and you hold your knee basically with, with both your hands and your, your toes are off the ground and you're just going in as big of a circle as you can in both directions. So you spend about, we spend about a minute, minute and a half um, kind of making a, as big a circle as you can with your, with your foot and then go the other direction. So we're just kind of go, doing that rotation in a circle. Um, so it's a very slow, controlled movement. Um, and you're just trying to go as, as far and as, as wide as you can um, with, with that mobility. Um, for the, the core lifts, um, we haven't really put into place the certain weight for the guys yet. Um, it's something we can do more postseason. Um, getting into the right this season, we kind of go by uh, RPE, rate of preserved exertion. Um, kind of watch with two of us in the weight room with our guys. We have enough eyes that we can tell if a guy needs to go up or down or things like that. Um, I always see that they need to be at a seven or eight um, on every set with their last two reps um, as a main indicator of where they need to be with each set. Um, we like a, we haven't put into the percentages or anything like that um, as of now. Postseason, that's more realistic, and we can push guys a little bit more. But right now, we don't want to force them to be where they're uncomfortable because of injuries and stuff right before the season. Yeah, I was just going to kind of piggyback that a little yeah, bit. Go ahead. With the RPE, he was talking about the rate of perceived effort. Um, so if we say, you know, you want to be at RPE 9, that, that's basically saying you should be at 90% of your maximum effort. Um, so if we're, doing a, if we're doing a set of bench and we want to go five by five, and, you know, on the third set, a guy's, you know, really, really struggling to get the fourth rep, and then it's got to get help on the fifth one, he should probably go down and wait a little bit you know, the amount of weight that you're using should reflect the number of reps. So if, you know, if your, if your fifth rep is really, really easy for you and, you know, you were saying, you know, we're going to call that RPE six. So, you know, that was like 60% effort for you to get that fifth rep. Then we need to increase the weight a little bit. And I know uh, my, my cousin is the, uh, the head coach at Defiance high school. And, you know, I kind of talked to him about that some as well. And, you know, he, he kind of likes having some specific, well, Hey, you know, should I be, you know, testing out their max. So if a kid's max is 185, should I be having him, you know, go at 80% of his max for those reps? Because for him, it's easier to maybe hold the kids accountable at times where, you know, we're kind of treating it like, hey, you know, if it's if it's too easy, let's let's go up and wait a little bit, you know, where we're, you're, you're all holding yourselves accountable um, a little bit. But basically it's a, it's a feel thing where, you know, if they hit all five reps, and you can you can kind of look at it and say, okay, you know, we can probably go up, but you kind of want them to be struggling a little bit on that that last rep, maybe, but they should still be able to, you know, have a decent amount of force um, on the on the, the last rep of the set um, as as they're coming up. So if they're struggling too hard, you know, you can kind of have have them rack it, but we we really want you know explosiveness on on the way up. 
or flexibility. I mean, there's a number of different ways you can do this. Obviously us having a trainer, he does a lot of that because our guys go individually there. Um, I'm big with the flexibility of getting it into your program to make sure they're doing these exercises correctly. Um, when they're doing squats to make sure they have the right flexibility, doing the rear foot elevated, um, uh, oh, what am I trying to think? Split squats. Um, they, you can make sure they're getting low enough and things like that. Those are the type of exercises you see where the flexibility comes into play. And if they need to go lower and things like that, they, they get stretching and things, flexibility out of those exercises that we're doing in the weight room if they're doing them correctly. Um, I'm not big on static stretching or anything like that. Maybe at the end of like a big leg workout or anything like that, when they do foam rolling, if they want to do some static stretching, go ahead. Um, but I'm big on getting it through the, the exercises we're doing, or if they need individual for certain one hip or something like that, um, that's where our trainer comes into play. How much of a warm up are these guys doing before they jump in and start hitting yeah. this? Uh, good question. For, for lifting, I, I think it's extremely important um, to warm up the way, the way our schedule has lined up, the, uh, this fall, because, you know, basically what the warm up does is getting you ready to compete. So basically if, if I roll into practice and my first drill is, is a live drill and I haven't done any type of warm up, what your body is going to do to react to that is it's, it's going to warm up for that first one. You're just, you're plain and simple. You're not going to be ready to do an explosive movement. Um, and, and you're, you know, again, setting yourself up to get hurt doing that. So in, in both scenarios, I, I think it's incredibly important. I mean, you can, and you can do it a lot of different ways. You know, you can come out and get, start getting some shots up, you know, doing some form shooting around the basket, um, you know, th things like that. You know, our guys will come out 15, 20 minutes before practice and, and get, get shots up, things like that. I, I really like having a dynamic warm up first, you know, high, high knees, lunges, you know, butt kicks, all the, all those different things. I, it's something I really like. You can jump rope for five minutes. You can get on a stationary bike for five, 10 minutes. Those are both really great warm up exercises. Um, so any, anything you're doing just to, again, get your body warm, you should, you should kind of have a little bit of a sweat going um, before you're really trying to, to go at hundred percent with whatever drill that you're doing. And to piggyback that with the lifting um, warm up. I'm big on doing every exercise with no weight first. Um, it being bench, it being do squat, it being deadlifts. Do all those movements, get the full range of motion a few times um, before you put any weight on the bar or anything like that. I think that's the best warm up you can do um, for lifting is doing the actual exercise and getting your body ready for that movement. Yeah, and, and for our, for our fall, um, again, it just depends for us a lot of times on the way scheduling works out with our gym times, you know, working with our, our women's team um, here and there, but on, on most days, we actually have an open gym before we lift. So, you know, we don't do a real full necessarily warm up because, you know, they're already pretty loose at that point. But again, I, I couldn't agree more with, with what coach just said to, you know, get a, get a couple light sets in of, of what extra, whatever exercise you're starting with, particularly if it's a bench squat or, or deadlift. How will these workouts look different once basketball season starts? Uh, they'll, they'll be shorter. Um, so then, you know, our, our actual lifts, we're, we're probably looking at 20 to 25 minutes with maybe some more time doing, doing some other recovery stuff, more of the ankles, um, more foam rolling again, um, lighter weight on a lot of things. So when we, we talk about the rear elevated or the rear foot elevated squat, or you might call it a, 
split squat or Bulgarian squat, um, depending on how, how you've heard it. So we might do that movement with zero weight, um, th things like that. And it'll, it, it would probably be no more than twice a week as, as opposed to three days a week on those. So we'll probably have more of a push and a pull day where we're doing maybe some lower body on both days, but again, much, much less and more focused on injury prevention and just kind of maintaining some of that, that muscle mass. I think in season, a lot of body weight, like you said, is important and getting bands involved is very important. Um, I still think the main lifts, um, if you're going to do them, which are good to keep the strength as much as possible, um, keep the reps as low as possible. Um, they can go heavier weights, which is fine because it's not going to be as much wear and tear on the bodies um, with the low weights and they can keep your strength as much as possible. That's a great tip. That's a, that's a great tip. I, just, I think so many, I think so many of us and player, I, I say us as players as well of like, you feel like I didn't work hard unless I was doing a bunch of reps and I was in there for a long time. It's like, no, that's not the case. Like it's just about getting the, you know, it's about performance, right? We're, we're, we're in the weight room so we can play better basketball, you know, that's great advice. Right. And again, you're just using this to, to supplement that basically, you know, it, it should help you maintain, again, make you a better basketball player. So if you guys are thinking they might not be working hard, I mean, you're still, you're practicing, you know, six days a week or, you know, you know, in, in those first couple of weeks anyway, or you got two games and four practices, whatever that might be, but that basketball season is pretty taxing. So we're just using this as a tool to supplement and, you know, it should make it easier for you to play not try to wear yourself out in the, in the weight room. That's, that's not really the goal there, especially in season. Thank you for checking out this short clip of some of our Coaches Edge meeting that we just had a couple weeks ago. Talking to some of our Coaches Edge members on Zoom has been one of my favorite parts of coachesedge.coach. And so uh, we hope that you not only will join some of our upcoming free Coaches Edge meetings that we'll have via Zoom, but also once October 15th hits, that you'll think about becoming a Coaches Edge member so you can continue to access all of these meetings that we have throughout the course of the year, discussing practice plans, which is gonna be something that we'll dive into in November and many more topics, as well as gain access to all of our resources. Man, basketball season is around the corner. It's, they're gonna be up and running. And so gain an edge, gain an advantage over the competition. And at the same time, you'll save time and be more efficient by simply going to coachesedge.coach and checking out all of our resources. Let's go as always, get after today.